Good morning. Good morning. I have a really, really, really important announcement because, and am I really supposed to make this announcement with uh, Allison knows? Okay, all right. <laughs> this is the kind of thing that gets you in deep trouble. Kevin Duncan has lost his wedding band. I know, that can get you in a heap of trouble again. Um, he thinks he lost it here during Wednesday night basketball. So if y'all are looking around and walking around and happen to notice something like that, please be on the lookout for it as you're wandering around today. Kevin Duncan lost his wedding band. Okay. Now, today we have to remember that the kids, children, handbells, choir, mission kids, Bible study, Sunday night programs for adults, all this stuff resumes tonight. Tonight. All right. Next. That's not next Wednesday. That's Wednesday. Wednesday week, September the 5th, is our first Wednesday supper of the fall. How many of you have been here for... Wednesday supper. Some of you? Okay. So I'm looking forward to this. We, it'll be here in the social hall Wednesday, September the 5th, and this is the first Wednesday of every month. Join us in the, in the, social, in the social hall at, from 537 for good food and fellowship. The menu is chicken fingers, mac and cheese, green beans, and chocolate eclair. That sounds really good. I'll, can we have some today? <laughs> um, anyway, there's some, I noticed there's some little handout things on the doors as you look around and it tells you more about that, okay? Nominations meeting. If you're on the nominations or lay leadership committee, we're having our first meeting today at four o'clock in the United Methodist Women's Room. Uh, please be in attendance. We have uh, so much work to do. If you have not, if you are currently serving and think you are supposed to roll off and you would like to serve again or in another place, please let uh, the office know or me know or somebody on that nominations committee. And I don't have a list of who's on it right now, so I can't tell you who that is. I do know Katie's on it. Y'all all know Katie in here, so she is somebody you can also tell. We, wanna, we, want to, we have a lot of work to do to prepare for our annual uh, meeting called the Charge Conference. Okay, and I'm meeting today with Partners in Faith Sunday School. Any partners in faith Sunday school people here? Is this, yes, okay. All right, I'm looking forward to finding you guys at, after this service. Okay, one last little announcement. We're going to do a pictorial directory again. That's a good idea, isn't it? And I can't hardly wait because it'll help me get your names all down pat because there's still some names I don't have. But you'll see more information about this coming up. Uh, it'll be, I'm sure, in the newsletter and the bulletin. And, but these, we're looking for 100% participation. It does not cost you anything at all except your time to come and have your pictures made. They will, everyone who has their pictures made will receive a copy of a free directory, the new directory, and will receive an 8x10 picture free. And there is, these pictures will be taken sometime this fall and they will be back in time for Christmas. So if you wanna do this, 
as Christmas thing, it, I'm sure it would be a nice gift. I always have enjoyed getting pictures of my family at Christmas, and I know that some of you do that too. Jane, Rhodes, and others are heading up this committee, and um, if you'd like to know more before it comes out in the newsletter. All right, that's all I have. Let's begin our worship together with our singing. Will you stand? It's one of my favorite new songs. So y'all sing loud. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh my soul. Worship his holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, I'll worship your holy name. The sun comes up, it's a new day dawning, it's time to sing your song again. Whatever may pass and whatever lies before me, let me be singing when the evening comes. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His soul. Like never before, oh my soul, I worship your holy name. You're rich in love and you're slow to anger. Your name is great and your heart is kind. For all your goodness I will keep on singing Ten thousand reasons for my heart to find Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul Worship His holy name has come still my soul will sing your praise unending ten thousand years and then forevermore bless the Lord oh my soul oh my soul worship his holy 
worship you this morning. We come here just to lift you up and to praise you and to just raise you higher than any other in our lives. Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity to come to do that. You are so majestic and so glorious and we just, we just adore you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you this morning. Amen.
presentation to make for some of the little ones but if you will turn and greet your neighbor tell them good morning and we just love to have you here thanks for coming Good morning. How is everybody? Are you still sleeping? How is everybody? Good. Okay. Well, with it being back to school time, I've been thinking a lot about books. Do you have a lot of books at school? You haven't read any books yet? Well, I bet you will. There's all kinds of books. And so when I looked at the books on my bookshelf, I picked out a few for us to talk about. Have you ever seen a how-to book? Like how to clean or how to use a computer. What do those books do? Yeah, they give you directions or instructions on how to do something, right? What about, do you have a math book at school? Are any of you taking math at school? What do those math books do? Yes. What about, do you have a medical book at home that maybe tells your parents what to do if you're sick? No? I bet your parents might have one. What about a storybook like Cinderella? Or what would be a good one, Eli? What's another storybook like that? Batman? What do those books do? Um, what do they tell us? Underwear. Oh, okay. 
What do those storybooks tell us? What does Cinderella or Batman book tell you? Does it tell you the story of Cinderella or tells you a story of Batman? Well, there's one book that I can think of that does all of these things. What am I thinking about, Lauren? The Bible. Do you know how, does that make sense to you? Do you know why I'm thinking that? Do you think the Bible could be a how-to book? Does it tell us how God wants us to live? Yeah. Does it teach us something, how to do something like our math book might teach us how to do math? Yeah. Does it have stories in it like our storybooks do? It's full of all kinds of stories. So that's one book that we can use as Christians that do all these many things for us and can teach us so many things. And so it's a tradition in our church that when you go into the third grade, we give you a Bible. And we've chosen the Adventure Bible to give you. And here's what it looks like. Um, and I love the verse that's on the inside. I'm going to read it to you this morning before we give them out to our third graders. And it comes from, uh, okay, it comes from Proverbs. And it's the second chapter, and it's just the first couple verses. It says, accept my words, store up my commands inside you. Look for it as you would look for silver. Search for it as you would search for hidden treasure. Then you will understand how to have respect for the Lord. You will find out how to know God. So by reading and digging into the Word of God in this Bible, you can learn so many things. And that's what we hope our third graders and all of you will do. But today it's a special day for us to recognize our third graders. Do I have all of my third graders up here? I think I might be missing a couple. If any third graders are still out there, will you join us up here? And I'm going to let Pastor Joseph call your name so that I can give you your Bible and a hug, if you'll let me. Okay? Okay. Lauren Major. Lauren Major. Hey there. <laughs> Carter Newton. Zachary Dorn. Zachary. Is he coming? All right. Okay, I'm going to need help. Justin Vafiatis. Okay. Mr. V. <laughs> And Jenna Reese. Jenna Reese. Welcome. We are so proud of y'all. We are very proud of y'all. And not only the fact that you're here to receive a Bible, but that you're also going into the third grade. I guess you already went, right? You had your first day already. Let's congratulate you. So are they ready to go back to their seats? All right, can we all sing? What are we supposed to sing now?
I have my little grandson. And that's a blessing, a praise report that I want to lift up with us this weekend. But his mother thinks he's too wild, too wild of a three-year-old. I said, this is the perfect place for him to come. But she decided to go with her mom to Woodruff since it's her mother's first Sunday back to enter pulpit. So I appreciate all your prayers. Brenda's doing very well and she is her has got her first day back and I also want to thank again all those folks who have um, sent cards brought food my goodness and everything else gifts by and solace during this time Brenda's illness at this time has the prayer cards already been anybody need a prayer card if you out here and I will mention too that in the if you're in the 11 o'clock, I meant to mention this a while ago. If you're in the 11 o'clock service now, there is a little thing that is in the pews that looks like this that also has a place on it now, I would like prayer for, that we've added to that so that you can use this at the 11 o'clock service. It's kind of like the way you use these cards. And um, we have a powerful, awesome prayer group that meets without fail and lists every name out loud and every concern. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Oh God, how beautiful is your dwelling place. How beautiful is this place because you dwell here with us through the Holy Spirit. And we thank you, O oh God, that we can come to you and create a house of prayer where two or more are gathered in your name and pray to you and offer up our petitions and our hopes, our wishes. But, O oh Lord, we must confess before we could ever do that and approach your wonderful throne of grace. We must confess that we oftentimes allow the evil one to get an inroad into our life and we do things that we shouldn't do, and we turn away from you. And, oh God, when we're like that, when we do things like that, oh God, we know we need to be forgiven. And so we come here this day first and foremost asking, oh God, that you'd forgive us, that you'd have mercy upon us uh, for all those shortcomings and sins we've committed since we met here last week. And in our good confession, we know the Scripture says you will uh, forgive us and set us straight and brush us off and give us the power of the Holy Spirit again uh, to uh, do as, as you would have us to do. So we pray, oh God, that you'd, 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 you would this week allow us to be those disciples you'd ask us to be and help us have our free will to conform to your good and holy and perfect will. Um, we know this day, O oh Lord, that people, many people are in the midst of um, struggles. Uh, they struggle with, uh, in their spirits. Uh, they, they struggle, O oh God, with addictions. They struggle with disease. Uh, they struggle with loneliness. They struggle, O oh God, in many ways. But you are a God that can overcome. And you can overcome all things Help us all to turn over those things that we struggle with. And we pray, O oh God, that you would touch in a mighty and powerful way each one who is struggling this day within our congregation, within our families and our friends, in our schools and in our businesses. Uh, 
Oh God, we pray that you would help especially those that we list on our prayer list each week, those that are prayed for every week, and these that have come as a request on our prayer cards today, that uh, these prayers, oh Lord, would be answered by you and what's best. You know what is best for us, and even though we can't, we always think we know what's best, we know you know what's best. And so we pray, oh God, that you would be with each one. We pray you'd be a shield, oh God, for all those who are under attack uh, from evil. And we pray, oh Lord, that you'd feed us again this day by the power of your Holy Spirit so that we would know that you are our Lord and we are your disciples. So now we come together, O oh Lord, with one voice to pray the prayer that you taught your disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The scripture lesson today is in John chapter 6. But I'm actually going to start a few verses before uh, what you're going to see there. Um, Jesus said to them, I'm in, I'm in chapter 6, verse 53. I've marked my Bible so much I can't read it. Thank you. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. And whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your forefathers ate manna and died, but he who feeds on this bread will live forever. Now Jesus said this while teaching in a synagogue in Capernaum. And on hearing it, on hearing this teaching, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? And aware that his disciples were grumbling, Jesus said to them, does this offend you? What if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are spirit, and they are life. And yet there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. Jesus went on to say, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled him. And from this time, from this time of this teaching, 
many of his disciples turned back and they no longer followed him. And Jesus asked the twelve, do you not want to leave too? You do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked. And Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. O oh Lord, help us as we approach you and understand that you require more of us than sometimes we're willing to give. You require from us a heart of complete trust and faith in all your words and an understanding that there's really no one else for us to go to. We pray in your name. Amen. Now this chapter 6, which describes the ministry around Capernaum, and within this whole chapter there are 71 verses, and in this particular area in the Bible, we see especially this critical and poignant passage and we remember from this passage and these words, this, Chris, this crisis in the ministry of Jesus. This indeed was a point of crisis in Jesus' ministry. Uh, you know, it was, it's easy to follow Jesus when he's giving you free bread and, and uh, fish. It's easy to follow Jesus when he's holding the little kids on his lap and saying, let the children come to me. It's easy to follow Jesus when he's, he's walking along the shores of the Galilee or out in the boat and, and he tells the disciples to put the net down on the other side and they get this wonderful catch of fish. It's easy to follow Jesus in the good times. It's harder to follow Jesus in the tough times. It's harder to follow Jesus when Jesus talks to us about something that seems so foreign to us when Jesus talks to us about the coming sacrifice that must be made and how we, all of us, from that point to now, will partake in that same sacrifice every time we partake in Holy Communion or Eucharist or the Lord's Supper, or whatever you may call it. It was hard for those that day to grasp that their life would depend on the sacramental nature of Jesus Christ. And in fact, it is hard for us even today to understand in our understanding of theology that it is this sacramental nature of Jesus that really is what makes our salvation effective. And it's hard for us because in our modern mind and thinking, we, don't, we think we kind of get squeamish when we start thinking about the blood and the body of Christ. One of the reasons I like to commune by doing intention, and by the way, we will commune next Sunday here in this particular uh, service as we have an opportunity to commune every month now, is because when you take that piece of bread and you dip it into that, that cup of, of, of juice or wine, 
you can't help but see. It's a visual uh, thing of seeing the, the red, the bread soak up the red juice or wine. You, can, you just can feel and see and think and understand the body and the blood of Christ poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins, as the liturgy says. And even though this act is very mysterious, it's something we really can't understand and can't explain. And lots of times people will say to me, well, why does the Methodist church open it to everybody? Uh, they don't understand what's going on. Why do they open it to every age person? Uh, a little person doesn't know what's going on. And I say, I don't know what's going on. Okay? It's a mystery. It's a mystery in which we readily participate. But that day many years ago, it was a hard teaching, a very hard teaching. Imagine the Apostle John who recorded these words for us. Imagine as he recorded these words and wrote these things down, imagine he would have known those who turned away. Think about it. He would have known that congregation who heard Jesus that day. Imagine the pain that he would have felt remembering those who abandoned their faith. And later in 1 John 2, uh, he would write these words. He would say, they went out from us, but they did not belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But by going out, they made it plain that none of them belongs to us. Can't you just hear the pain behind the pen? John knew and understood when he recorded these words about what had happened that day that their lack of faith, their lack of blind trust and faith in Jesus Christ had cost him to miss the greatest blessing one can ever receive. It reminds me of those who will not partake of communion because they think somehow or another they're going to get a germ from participating in a holy meal. And don't think nothing about going and participating in meals anywhere else in the world not having any clue what's in the kitchen. And if you want to know what's in the kitchen, ask Stephen Connett sometime. He'll tell you that some of those kitchens you go to, you may be more worried than you ever should be worried about taking communion. And yet these folks missed the greatest blessing simply because they couldn't understand what Jesus was trying to tell them. And so they deserted Him. They turned their back on Him. And you can hear Jesus' loss, Jesus' pain in the words, will you go to? Will you go to? You know, we must never forget, I think, that the extent of our Lord's experience of pain or happiness is somehow tied to our own rejection or acceptance of His teachings. We must never lose sight of the importance of what we do, not only in communion, but in worship. We must never forget the mystery of all this, how there's transforming things going on here that we cannot see or know simply through the power of the Holy Spirit in people's lives. As a minister, I can tell you that there's many times that I've stood before people and preached and later on thought, does anyone hear anything at all? Is anyone getting anything at all? And years later find out about changed lives and affected lives and decisions that were made. It's mystery. It's a mystery. And yet, this is one of those mysteries that God has used throughout the ages to show His grace to us 
is the reading and proclaiming of His Word in worship, the partaking of His body and blood in communion. And so I believe that Jesus posed an important question that day when He said, do you want to leave too? I really believe that Jesus proposed the two most important questions in human history. The first question He proposed is, who do you say that I am? And the second one, I believe, is the one I just said. Do you want to leave too? Who do you say that I am? You see, when one encounters Jesus Christ, one is, is faced with decisions. One is faced with a decision about staying or leaving. About living for and with Christ or living against Him. A, a decision about humbling your own personal feelings and understandings and even opinions in humbling yourself and accepting hard teachings. Hard teachings. Will you go too? I believe always follows those people who have found and encountered Christ. That, is, that question will come sometime in your faith walk. You will come to that crisis in your own faith. That crisis when you will be asked that question in a way. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the Word of God is a living and active Word. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. That's in the New Testament, not the Old. Will you go to... And so then we have the question and the answer. And the answer comes from Peter. The Peter is the one who also answered the first question for the group. And now Peter answers the second question. And Peter responds. And Peter replies very simply, but also profoundly with these words, to whom shall we go? Now I want you to hear him say that. I want you to hear him say that. Because he is saying that like one of us would say that. He's not saying it as some saint in a stained glass window that we all have of him in our minds. He's saying it the way we would say it with a certain reluctance. With a, with a certain resignation. In other words, we're not really too sure we, we really don't understand the what or the how or the why, Lord. But to whom shall we go? To whom shall we go? We are indeed lost if we have no one to go to. And we have learned, we have come to learn, even in our basic simple faith, that the Lord Jesus has the words of life. That the Lord Jesus has the words that we need. That the Lord Jesus has what we need. That the Lord Jesus is the Holy One of God, sent by God, the manna from heaven. And so we say reluctantly because we, we don't understand it all. It's a mystery and, and we're, we're really not sure what's happening. And Lord, if you tell us we have to eat your body and blood, as hard as that is to us to, to understand. Now think about it. Jesus just standing there in front of them. You know, there's not been two, there wasn't 2,000 years of church history and tradition since then when these words were spoken. And to whom shall we go, Lord? 
to whom shall we go? You know, people turn from the faith for all sorts of reasons. That's a fact. I've seen it. But they come, they return, they confess their belief, they renew their faith for only one reason, and that is the reason that they have come to know and believe that Jesus Christ is someone that knows them, understands them, that they can trust, and He is the Holy One of God. There is no other. We've looked everywhere. We'll all have to agree that we look constantly. I'm running out of time again. We look constantly for another. another. I'll be the first to tell you that I've done that. I have stood on the, on the top of the, of the, of the whatever, what's it called, the Mesa, I guess, near Sedona, Arizona, where they all chant and hold their crystals and the New Agers are hoping that the, you know, the big spaceship's going to come get them. I've been there. I, I've been there. I've stood there. This is before I was in the ministry. Hedging my bets, you know. You know, I got, I got a cousin. Okay, I can't help. I'm swearing. We have to figure out a way that when I go long, we can just shorten things some other way. Y'all may get late today. I have a cousin who, when, he, when I followed the call into the ministry, my cousin called me up and congratulated me and all that kind of stuff. And then he said, I guess it's a really, it's probably best for our family. I said, what do you mean? He says, because every family needs a minister. You know, just like they need a good car mechanic or a, a good doctor. He says, you know, I don't really believe. He said, but I'm going to hedge my bets. Friends, maybe that's where you are today. Maybe that's all you're doing is hedging your bets, okay? But that's better than nothing, all right? And I'll take it. I'll take it. But listen, we confess and we come eventually to believe what we confess. And when we do that, we eventually behave as we believe. And my friends, you can be certain of one thing, that eventually everyone will come to believe and confess Jesus is Lord. Now how can I know that? Because of that other question that, Peter, that Jesus asked, the other most profound question he ever asked, when he says, who do you say that I am? And he posed that question when he's on the road to Caesarea Philippi with the disciples. And Peter answered him, you are the Christ. And when Peter answered that, you are the Christ, Jesus said this. He said, on this rock, on this confession, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not overcome it. You see, there will always be faithful people up to the very time of the end. Eventually, they'll all be faithful people. So here's the thing. We need to hold on to our confession. Hold on to our confession. Because to follow Jesus in our world today is the hardest teaching you'll ever have. It's much harder than anything I could ever say to you. Just simply following Jesus Christ. It's the hardest thing you're ever going to do. Because when you experience a faith that works... And by the way, that's going to be our guiding theme over the next four weeks as we look at the book of James. When you experience a faith that works, you understand that just following Jesus' teaching to love one another is the hardest teaching you're ever going to have in your entire life. 
following Jesus is hard. But once you've confessed in your heart that Jesus is the Christ, you don't want to go anywhere except here to hear the words of life. So that no matter whatever happens in the world, remember, faith will never stop. Faith is forever. And Christ is at work whether you can see it or not, in your life and other lives. And so I want us just simply to encourage this day, our good confession, for us to behave as we believe, for us to praise the living God for the grace that He sent into our lives so that we can actually be called children and heirs of God. Renew your hope and faith in Jesus' day. Stand up and be counted as you seek to follow Jesus. For the Lord Jesus has the words of life. He is the Holy One of God. And I offer these words to you to give you hope. Hope in the face of all that you face. Amen. Let's stand and do our, our affirmation. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We're called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, and life in death and life beyond death. God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let's take our offering, and you may be seated, and let's take our offering, and then we'll have our song. And I hope that we, you know, now it looks like I got plenty of time. Maybe I should just start, add a few words. <laughs> I don't know. Did somebody stop that clock? Song, wanna lift up my voice. 
interrupt my life as a sacrifice of praise. As a sacrifice of praise. I want to show you just how much I love you. I want to love you with my I want to show you just how much I love you. I want to love you with my life. And Lord, I'll sing to you. I want to sing you a song. I want to lift up my voice as I raise my hand. Lord, I make my choice that from this moment on to the end of my As a sacrifice of praise, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a sacrifice of praise, oh, oh, oh. as a sacrifice. stand and sing together. Sometimes 
at you this day. May the Lord give you his peace. Amen. Shine like the sun 